Topic 3.1 European, East Asian and Gunpowder Empires Expand What men call sovereignty is a worldly strife and constant war. Worship of God is the highest throne and happiest of all estates. Suleiman the Magnificent, 1494-1566 The essential question, how did certain land-based empires develop and expand in the period from 1450 to 1750? From its origins in China, gunpowder spread via the trade routes and became a powerful source of change between 1450 and 1750. The term gunpowder empires refers to large multi-ethnic states in Southwest, Central and South Asia that relied on firearms to conquer and control territories. In addition to Russia, the gunpowder empires included three in which Islam was strong, the Ottoman, the Safavid and the Mughal empires. Suleiman the Magnificent ruled the Ottoman Empire at its height. Although he declared religious worship the happiest of all practices, he personally led Ottoman armies in conquering Christian strongholds in Belgrade, Rhodes and Hungary in the southeastern Europe. The Gunpowder Empire societies tended to be militaristic, yet all three left splendid artistic and architectural legacies created in part to reflect the legitimacy of their rulers. The Qing Empire in China also expanded, and although it experienced several invasions, it also prospered during long periods of stability. Europe's expansion involved an even wider exchange network that which spread gunpowder, transoceanic connections with the Americas. Armed trade was common in expanding empires during this period. The different empires traded with one another, However, they kept troops and armaments at ready in case another empire questioned their right to trade. This type of exchange differed from free markets of later eras. Europe In 1450 had traditionally signified the ending of the medieval period and the beginning of the early modern period. The mid-1400s saw the end of a wage of plagues, the conclusion of the Hundred Years' War between France and England, and the invention of Gutenberg's printing press, followed by an increase in literacy. After the slow political and economic development of the Middle Ages, several countries in Europe were becoming powerful, wealthy nations. New monarchs began to launch overseas exploration and establish colonies around the world. The nature of the new monarchies in Europe in the 1500s was the result of the desire of certain leaders to centralize power by controlling taxes, the army, and many aspects of religion. These new monarchies included the Tudors in England, the Wallach in France, and Queen Isabella and Ferdinand in Spain. In each area, bureaucracies increased, and the power of the middle class grew at the expense of lords and the churches. For example, the new monarchies moved to curb the private armies of the nobility. Russia Western Europeans were long unsure what to think of Russia. Was Russia more European in its outlook and character, or was it more Asian? Russia was a pivotal position for trade. It was able to exchange goods and services with other cultures far east and west. However, Russia remained tightly linked to Europe. 
Its capital, whether Kiev, St. Petersburg or Moscow, was located in Europe. Although it was a product of Mongol influence from Central Asia to the east, Russia was also a product of Europe as well as the result of Viking invasions and trading. When Ivan IV, called Ivan the Terrible, ruled from 1547 to 1584, he was crowned Tsar in 1547. He immediately set out to expand the Russian border eastward, first by taking control of Kutnats and Kazan, Astrakhan and Siberia, and then by the descendants of the Golden Horde, the Mongolian conquerors. This expansion came to rely more and more upon the use of gunpowder control of the Volga. Wanting to expand the east to control the fur trade, Ivan IV allowed the Stroganovs, major Russian landowners, to hire bands of fierce peasant warriors known as Cossacks to fight the local tribes and the Siberian Khan. The Stroganovs' forces were successful, gaining control of the Volga River, which flows into the Caspian Sea. Processing this outlet to the sea, Moscow could trade directly with Persia and the Ottoman Empire without having to deal with strong forces of the Crimean Tatars. To the Pacific Russia continued moving east into Siberia after the reign of Ivan IV. Fur traders and militias defeated one indigenous tribe after the other. Missionaries followed, converting many to Eastern Orthodox faith, although the local shamans or religious leaders continued to have influence. By 1639, the Russian had advanced east as far as the Pacific Ocean. Explorations and fur trading expeditions continued across the Pacific to Alaska in 1741 and down the coast of North America to California in 1814. East Asia China's Yung Dynasty, founded by Mongol invader Kublai Khan in 1271, was overthrown by the Ming Dynasty in 1368 after less than a century in power. Ming rulers managed to stabilize the East Asian region for nearly 300 years. During the Ming era, the Portuguese and other Europeans arrived aiming to erroach on the Asian trade network. Then, in 1644, the powerful Manchu from neighboring Manchuria seized power and established the Qing dynasty, which ruled until 1911. During both of these dynasties, Japan and Korea experienced parallel developments, but with unique aspects. The Ming dynasty also expanded the size of China, conquering lands in Mongolia and Central Asia. It did not hold them for long, however. In the 1440s, Mongol armies defeated Ming forces and even took the Ming emperor prisoner. In reaction to renewed Mongol power, China's leaders looked to the Great Wall of China for protection. The wall had not been maintained under Mongol rule, but under the Ming dynasty it was restored and expanded to help keep out invaders from the north. Emperor Kangxi one of China's longest reigning empires, Kangxi, presided over a period of stability and expansion during the Qing dynasty in China. Kangxi sent forces to Taiwan, Mongolia, Central Asia, incorporating those areas into the empire. China also imposed a protectorate over Tibet, the mountainous land and area of North India, a policy reflected in China's control of the region today. Emperor Qinglong Another important Qing ruler was Emperor Qinglong. A poet, 
who was knowledgeable in art and calligraphy. At the beginning of his reign, the country was well administered, and government tax collections were at an all-time high. Qing Lang initiated military campaigns in the lands of West China, which led to the annexation of Xinjiang, accompanied by mass killings of the local population. Even today, parts of Xinjiang remain troubled. Local Muslim population called Ikurs has never fully been incorporated into the rest of Chinese culture. Qing Long sent armies into Tibet to install the Dalai Lama on the throne there. A campaign against the Nepalese was successful, forcing them to submit to Chinese rule. However, campaigns against Burma and Vietnam were unsuccessful and costly, resulting in the emptying of the empire's treasury. Conflicts with the West Needing funds, the Qing dynasty sold limited trading privileges to European powers but confined them to Gengzhou, also known as Canton. The British were not satisfied with these limited privileges, so they asked for more trading rights in 1793. Emperor Qinglong responded with a letter to King George III, stating that the Chinese had no need for British manufactured goods. During the latter part of Qinglong's reign, the traditionally efficient Chinese bureaucracy became corrupt, levying high taxes on people. In response to these high taxes and a desire to restore the Ming Dynasty, a group of peasants organized the White Lotus Rebellion in 1796-1804. The Qing government suppressed the uprising brutally, killing around 100,000 peasants. The Rise of Islamic Gunpowder Empires the warrior leaders of the Ottoman, Safavid and Mughal empires shared many traits beside being Muslims. They descended from Turkic nomads who once lived in Central Asia. They spoke a Turkic language. They took advantage of power vacuums left by the breakup of the Mongol Khanates. They relied on gunpowder weapons such as artillery and cannons. The initial success of the gunpowder empires was a result of their own military might, along with the weaknesses and corruption of the regimes that they replaced. As European nations fought amongst themselves, rather than uniting to topple new powers growing in the east, the gunpowder empires further expanded. The Rule of Tamerlan the invasion of Central Asia in the Middle East by Tamerlan, Timur the Lame, a Mongol Turkic ruler of the late 14th century, set the stage for the rise of the Turkic empires. Leading an army partly composed of nomadic invaders from the broad steppes of Eurasia, Tamerlan moved out from the trading cities of Samarkand in modern-day Uzbekistan to make the ruthless conquest in Persia or modern-day Iran and India. The Eurasian steppes were a birthplace of the Gangzi ideal, a model of warrior life that blended cooperative values of nomadic culture with the willingness to serve as a holy fighter for Islam. According to some historians, the Ghazi ideal served as the model for warriors who participated in the rise of gunpowder empires. It was a model that fit Tamerlan well. Some historians believe that Tamerlan's violent takeover of areas of Central Asia included the massacre of some 100,000 Hindus before the gates of Delhi in India. The pattern of conquest was marked by violence that resulted in new dynasties, the Ottomans, the Safavids, and the Mughals. Nonetheless, Tamerlan's rule in Samarkand encouraged learning and the arts, a trend also typical of these later empires. For example, Tamerlan championed literature, and he himself corresponded with European rulers and wrote his own memoirs. 
buildings still stand in the city of Samarkand are lasting reminders of his interest in architecture and decorative arts. While the empire he created largely fell, except for the area that his descendant Babar would take over to create India's Mughal dynasty, Tamerlan's envisions were a testament to the significance of gunpowder. He used it to build government dependence upon military and the use of heavy artillery. He also used it to protect the lands on the Silk Roads. However, he failed to leave an effective political structure in many of the areas he conquered. Without effective government, the expenses of wars eventually ravaged the empire's economy. Tamerlan's rule cast light on two major forces that had battled each other continually from the late 10th century to the early 14th century. Mongols from the northeast versus Islamic forces from Arabia and areas around the Mediterranean Sea. These forces would clash continuously with the rise and fall of the three Asian gunpowder empires that are the focus of the rest of this lecture. The Ottoman Empire by the 15th century, the Ottoman Empire was already becoming a major power. Extending into modern-day Turkey as well as in the Balkan areas of Europe and parts of North Africa and Southeast Asia, the Ottoman Empire was the largest and most enduring of the great Islamic empires of this period. Founded by Ottoman dynasty in the 1300s, the empire lasted until its defeat in 1918 by the Allies in World War I. Thus, a single dynasty controlled the empire for more than 600 years. Mehmed II Called the Conqueror, Mehmed II ruled from 1451 to 1458. He firmly established the empire's capital after his forces besieged Constantinople, once the center of the Byzantine Empire, in 1453. Despite its triple fortifications, the city fell as its walls crumbled under the bombardment of the Ottoman cannons. The Ottomans used a 26-foot bronze cannon and several other cannons from 15 to 22 feet in length. Under Mehmed II's rule, the city changed its name to Istanbul, prospered because of its location. A nexus for trade, the city controlled the Bosphorus Strait, the only waterway linking the Aegean Sea with the Black Sea. The armies of Mehmed II next seized lands around the western edge of the Black Sea. They then moved into the Balkans and southeast Europe. To counter the power of Venice, an expanding state on the Adriatic Sea with a robust maritime trade, Mehmed strengthened the Ottoman navy and attacked various areas of Italy. Although he did not conquer Venice, he forced the city to pay him yearly tax. In the early 16th century, the Ottomans added to their empire lands in present-day Syria, Israel, Egypt, and Algeria. When the Mamluk dynasty's power declined, Istanbul became the center of Islam. Suleiman I The Ottoman Empire reached its peak under Suleiman I. His armies overran Hungary in 1526 and by 1529 were hammering the gates of Vienna in the main city in Austria. Their attempts to take Vienna failed twice, but the albity of the Ottomans to send troops so far to Christendom in Europe caused great fear there. In 1522, Suleiman's navy captured the islands of Rhodes, now part of Greece in the eastern Mediterranean, which had long been a stronghold of Christian knights. In the 1550s, the Ottoman navy took control of Tripoli in North Africa. The Ottoman Empire would expand a transformation as the state adapted to new internal and external pressures. 
a period of reform would follow by the 18th century. Challenges in defending the Ottoman territory against foreign invasion and occupation led the Ottoman defeat and dissolution by 1922. The Safavids The Safavid dynasty had its origins in the Safavid order of Sufism, established in northern Azerbaijan region of Iran. An early Safavid military hero named Ismail conquered most of Persia and pushed into Iraq. Although only 14 or 15 years old, he soon conquered all of Iran, which was proclaimed Shah, the equivalent of king or emperor, in 1501. The Safavid Empire had two problems. First, despite being on the Arabian Sea, part of the Indian Ocean, the empire did not have a real navy. Second, the Safavid lacked natural defences. Nevertheless, the Safavid rose to power in the 1500s due to their land-based military might and strong leadership. Called Abbas the Great, Shah Abbas I, who ruled from 1588 to 1629, presided over the Safavid Empire at its height. His troops included soldiers, often Christian boys pressed into service from as far northwest as Georgia and Russia. Abbas imported weaponry from Europe and also relied on Europeans to advise his troops about this newly acquired military technology. Slowly the Shahs came to control the region as well as politics. Using Shia Islam as a unifying force, Shah Ismail built a power base that supported his rule and denied legitimacy to any Sunni. The strict adherence to Shia Islam caused frequent hostilities with the Ottoman Empire, a stronghold of Sunni Islam. In 1541, Safavid forces were stopped by the Ottomans and Turbs, a city in Persia that became part of the border between Sunni and Shiite societies. The hostility between these two groups lives on in present-day Iraq and Iran. Conflicts between the Ottomans and Safavids were not entirely religious, however. Another conflict arose over control of overland trade routes. The Ottomans used trade embargoes, official bans on trade, consistently against the Safavid silk traders as a way to assert dominance over their eastern rivals. Women in the Safavid Empire Women are rarely mentioned in local Safavid histories, however. Women who were Safavids were permitted to participate in their societies. While Safavid women were still veiled and restricted in their movements, and the tradition in this region, they had access to rights provided by Islamic lawful inheritance, and in extreme cases, divorce. Mughal India in the 1520s, Babur, a descendant of Tamerlan, founded a 300-year dynasty during a time when India was in disarray. He completed conquest in northern India and, under the new Mughal reign, formed a central government similar to that of Suleiman in Turkey. Akbar, Babur's grandson, achieved grand religious and political goals. The Mughal Empire under Akbar was one of the richest and best-governed states in the world. Overseas trade flourished during the relatively peaceful period. Arab traders conducted most of the commerce. Traded goods included textiles, tropical fruits, spices, and precious stones, all of which were often exchanged for gold and silver. Trade with the borders of the empire were carried on by merchant castes. Merchants of the merchant caste were allowed to participate in banking and the production of handicrafts. Castes, or jotties, are strict social groups designated at birth. The caste system 
divides Hindu people into four categories, Brahmin, Christians, Bashyans and Shruddhans, outside of the system of the Akchuts or the Dalits, the untouchables. The Indian caste society is the basis of educational and vocational opportunities for Indian society. Mughal India had flourished from Babar's time through the early 18th century. Magnificent architectural accomplishments are remaining testaments to the wealth and sophistication of the Mughal Empire. Decline of the Gunpowder Empires The Ottoman, Safavid and Mughal Empires declined as Western European people grew in strength economically and militarily, particularly in terms of sea power. Unlike these three Islamic empires, Russia modernized and reorganized its army, modeling it after armies in England, France and the Netherlands. The Islamic empires did not modernize and, as a result, Russia remained powerful enough to survive as an independent nation-state, while other gunpowder empires failed. Decline of the Ottoman Empire in 1571, after Suleiman's death, a European force made up mostly of Spaniards and Venetians defeated the Ottomans in a great naval conflict known as the Battle of Lepto. After the reign of Suleiman, the Ottomans fell victim to weak sultans and strong European neighbours. In time, the empire became known as the Sick Man of Europe. Successors to Suleiman were often held hostage to harem politics, the efforts of wives and concubines of the Sultan to promote their own children as likely heirs to the throne. In this way, some women became powerful behind the scenes. The failed siege of Vienna in 1683 marked a turning point in the Ottoman domination in Eastern Europe. British and French involvement in the Ottoman territories, Greece independence in 1821, and the Russian expansion in the 19th century further weakened the Ottoman Empire. Safavid declined. The ineffectual leaders who followed the Shah Abbas combined the lavish lifestyles and military spending with failing revenues resulting in a weakened economy. In 1722, Safavid forces were not able to quail a rebellion by the heavily oppressed Sunni Pashtuns in present-day Afghanistan. The Afghan forces went on to sack Ishvan, and their leader, Muhammad, declared himself Shah of Persia. While the Safavid dynasty remained nominally in control, the resulting chaos was an impedient centralization and tax collection. Taking advantage of the weakened Safavids, the Ottomans and the Russians were able to seize territories. The Safavid dynasty declined rapidly until it was replaced by the Zan dynasty in 1760. Mughal decline Shah Jahan's son and successor Aurangzareb ruled from 1658 to 1707. He inherited an empire weakened by corruption and the failure to keep up with military innovations of external enemies. Nevertheless, Aurangzeb hoped to increase the size of the empire and bring all of India under Muslim rule. Additionally, he wanted to rid the empire of its Hindu influences. In expanding the empire to the south, he drained the empire's treasury and was unable to put down peasant uprisings. Some of these uprisings were sparked by Aurangzeb's insistence on an austerous and pious Islamic lifestyle and an intolerance of minority religions. Sikhs, Hindus and others. His policies led to frequent conflicts and rebellions. There were revolts as well as among the Hindus and Islamic princes. The empire grew increasingly unstable after his death, which allowed the British and French to gain more and more economic power in India. 
the British would take political power away from the Mughals in the 19th century.